What is going on out there, lacrosse fans, sports bettors alike? We're back. Another live edition of Bet on Lacrosse, where we're not only cashing those tickets each and every week, betting the fastest game on two feet. We're trying to make you a better better. We got another stacked edition for you here live. We're going to be getting some of your thoughts as well. Request to be a speaker. We would love to hear from you. I'm your host, Dan Alexander, with Wager Talk and Gambling.com. We got another solid crew, and we got some plays. We got some disagreements. We got some head-to-heads, and we also have Hutton Jackson bringing up the rear on the NLL side of things with about as many plays that could make your head Spin, we're happy to be here with you. Let's welcome in the guys. Hutton, we'll start with you. He is the host of Pro Lacrosse Talk, and he's also an Action Network producer. Action Jackson. Hutton, what's up, my guy? It's good to be back with you. I missed you guys last week, and uh, my best bet, um, I should have just I should have just sat the entire episode out. But Hutton, how you doing, my man? I'm doing well. We miss you also. I think I did a serviceable job, but definitely glad to have you as host. Um, I think you do a much better job than me, but uh, hopefully we can cash on some NLL plays. I do have one NCAA play, but uh, I really like the board for the NLL this weekend, and it's the final weekend of the regular season, so definitely excited to see the final results of this weekend and see who makes the playoffs. Absolutely. Also joined by some pro lacrosse talk contributors. This is my first time being on with him, but I love uh, you know, seeing the stuff he's been dropping on Twitter. Uh, great information in the betting space as well. Happy to be joined yet again by Charlie White. Charlie, how we doing, my guy? Can't complain. Had a nice three and two week last week. Uh, Could have been better. Lost by RSU minus two and a half. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, everybody knows safe space here where we can, you know, complain about our betting woes. We can complain about the bad beats. That's what Bet on Lacrosse is here for. We got also with us, we got Brian Andrews with Pro Lacrosse Talk. Brian, how you doing, my man? Feeling pretty good. I managed to dodge an absolute bullet yesterday. Uh, I had the under 24 and a half for the, uh, for the Penn St. Joe's game, and I placed it on like Sunday, and like during Monday I wasn't feeling great about it, so I decided to cash out. That game ended up being uh, going into overtime 12-12, so guaranteed loss for that, so I so I'm feeling good headed into the weekend. I feel like I feel like I'm uh, making some good decisions already. Hopefully not ten- tempting uh, Lady Luck a little bit too much there. But hey, you got one home, already one in the bag. So let's keep it on rolling. What we're going to do today, we're going to talk a little bit about some news in the pro lacrosse world as the PLL app dropped today. Some exciting stuff. Um, and the Android users are going to have to wait a little bit longer. But as Apple users are already diving in it's a great interface and also announced by the pll the college draft going to be coming up we're going to talk how that maybe could affect or the lack of effect it may have on the pll future market we're going to get into a little recap segment let you know how we did last week and also talk a little bit about what we learned from rivalry week and then we're going to preview the boston army game the ohio state michigan game the Duke-UNC game before we get into our favorite plays, our best bets for the NCAA slate this weekend. Playoffs are nigh in the different conferences. We're excited for it. We have some actionable info for you to wrap the show here. Before we get into our NLL, we have some matchups we're going to get into and some plays. Brian and Hutton, I don't know if they were working overtime or what they were doing they have a solid slate of plays for you in box 
for this weekend. Talk a little NLL. Also exciting news with the uh, name drop for the Las Vegas Desert Dogs. I was holding out hope for the High Rollers. I was holding out hope for maybe something gambling-related um, really play up on it. You know, I saw somebody else say like the Las Vegas sin. Um, nope. We have another dog mascot in lacrosse. Um, logo's pretty cool though. I will say, uh, we'll, we'll get into that when we talk some NLL, um, May 10th, we're going to have the, the PLL draft. It's going to be on ESPNU eight o'clock Eastern time, May 10th. Uh, like I kind of mentioned to the app, um, dropping has some betting pages on it as well. And, it's just going to be, I feel like, a super easy resource. Because I don't know about you guys. Last season, you know, trying to find stats in the PLL, especially when you were, like, handicapping the different player props and things like that. Oh, my God. I think I got carpal tunnel from just scrolling through the site, clicking back and forth. My computer almost exploded because I had 3,000 tabs up because I had every single team. Um, I'm excited to just have it in one place. Super easy interface to go through. Um, I don't know if either of you guys, I know Hutton, you haven't been able to get it since you're an Android user. If either of you, Charlie or Brian, downloaded it yet. But it, it seems like it's going to be a pretty solid tool um, for betters. And, you know, I was excited when I got a little sneak peek at it and very excited when they announced, hey, guess what? It's dropping. Now everybody could have it. Um, did you either of you check it out yet at all? Uh, have, have either of you gotten to see it? I'm also an Android user, so I'm still waiting. But I'm excited to check it out. Charlie, you got to be holding down the Apple side of things with me, right? Or are you are you Android too? Yeah, I have an iPhone. Uh, I got the app actually today. I didn't really do anything crazy with it, but I did see all the pages they have. And I was like you last year. I was rooting my hands, scrolling through, trying to find everything. And it's hard to find information for PLL stats, but now it's all in one centralized place. So I'm pretty excited. It'll make my job a lot easier in the summer. So. I think the other thing that's exciting too is that it's going to have fantasy lacrosse on it. You know what I mean? So we 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 struggled through fantasy lacrosse for for, for quite some time, Hutton, and uh, just exciting that it's going to be one solid hub where everything's at. It's going to be league run, so you got to think the interface is going to be clean. Um, I, I just can't wait. You know, we'll probably have a league, maybe have some contests going for pro lacrosse talk. People can join in, um, but I, I think this is just a huge step forward for the sport. Everything's going to be on ESPN. There's going to be fantasy. There's going to be people who have never really been hardcore lacrosse fans who are going to be brought into the fold because of how accessible it's going to be this year. I think that's pretty exciting Hutton before we start getting into, uh, you know, more of uh, more of betting focused things. But I just think it's pretty exciting that, um, you know, this app is here and also PLL is like what five weeks away. So we're going to be having, um, you know, field lacrosse, and NLL, a Venn diagram of just beautiful uh, NCAA action, NLL, and, um, you know, obviously PLL right around the corner, too. It's it's an exciting time to be a lacrosse fan. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, it stinks that, you know, some of these players, like, you know, if the Bandits um, go all the way, or even the Seals who have a lot of, you know, PLL players, uh, you know, we might see some of these players sit out the first couple of weeks of the PLL. But as fans, we'll at least get to see a lot of games those first three weeks um, you know, both NLL wise and PLL wise. And, you know, actually it might help us a little bit handicap wise. Cause I don't know how close the books will pay attention to who's soon up. Who's not might be some opportunities there. Uh, but yeah, definitely looking forward to it. Everything's in one place. ESPN athletes, unlimited women's lacrosse just announced a deal with ESPN. So you can watch college women's pro 
PLL, NLL, all on ESPN. Uh, I don't know if we're going to get athletes unlimited betting. They did actually introduce betting, I believe, for their softball league last year. So there's a precedent there that maybe we get it. Um, you know, I, I paid quite good attention last year, um, but I'm sure betting on it's going to be a whole nother uh, situation. But, uh, you know, I'm not promising anything there. But there there is a precedent there that maybe we can bet on some women's pro lacrosse games as well. <laughs> Hey, any market that we can potentially find an edge in, that's what bet on lacrosse is all about. Um, speaking of trying to find an edge in the market, PLL College Draft going to be May 10th, just as we kind of referred to there. Um, and sometimes I feel like when the draft comes around, that's when everybody's looking, oh, let me get my future in. You know, the NFL draft being on Thursday, too, kind of a hot topic right now. I just, I wonder with now the draft that's going to be on ESPNU going to be easily accessible, going to be able to be watched. I wonder if there will be some more market movers, but does drafting really change your outlook on the future market? I mean, for me personally, I'd say no. You know, I kind of have my opinions on how a team is. I kind of already think, hey, this is maybe a hole that they have. This is maybe how they're going to fill it, how that draft board kind of breaks out. Now, I'm not going to go as far to make a, a mock draft or anything like that, but – um, you know, I, I just think for me personally, I already know what I know or feel what I feel about those teams. And until I see it come together on the field, it doesn't change it for me. Maybe the markets change though, with more people watching it, having it on TV, they run to their app. They say, Oh my goodness, they just got so-and-so I got to place my future on the Chrome. Maybe the market will overreact. I just personally don't see much affecting the futures market maybe a couple points here, a couple points there. What about you, Brian? You know, as you're approaching the PLL draft being, um, you know, televised excitement around it, could you see that kind of shaking up the futures markets or do you think they probably look elsewhere for the data that they're kind of farming to get to those numbers? You know, my point kind of flows nicely from what Hutton was saying about the beginning of the PLL season and whether or not the books are going to pay attention to who's actually available for each team when they're setting these lines. And uh, similarly, I don't really think that the, the books are going to weigh the draft that heavily um, for like two main reasons. One, uh, they clearly use historical data very heavily when setting lines in this sport. And I think that's because they don't really understand it all that much yet or aren't paying enough attention to it. Uh, we see examples of that already. So like the Rush and the NOL have historically dominated the league in various different like instances of time. Um, and they've been the favorite in various matchups where we've all shaken our head on the weekly episode and been like, we have to hammer the underdog against the rush this week. Um, the first season of the PLL, the totals were being set really high, and that's because they were uh, put, setting the totals for a 60-minute game, not a 48-minute game. So I, I feel like it's just really hard for me to argue that the books are going to sit down pay attention to this draft and be like, this player is going to affect this team this way and stuff like that. Um, and similarly, I think the league is still too small. We've seen Pinnell on two different teams now, the Atlas or the Redwoods. And we thought that both times Pinnell was going to make a giant change to the landscape of the league being on these different teams. We haven't really seen that. So I have trouble believing that the, whether or not the books are paying attention to it or not, uh, whether I, I don't really believe that the draft is going to have that large of a change on the landscape of the league with the exception of maybe the Chrome, if they have a really successful draft, they might be able to change up their story a little bit. Uh, I don't, I don't think the draft alone is going to really mix things up that much. 
Yeah, and I, I think he makes the interesting point too about you know kind of the the small pool of teams that you're really saying you know it's it's a pretty small future market already. So how much does one player kind of move it either way? Um, how do you kind of approach it? You know, the draft. I know we're all pumped for it, but as far as trying to find some actionable info in it, um, how how are you kind of attacking that? Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way as Brian. Like, I don't think you're going to convince me, really, whoever does well in this draft. Like, I, I think everyone's going to do well in this draft because I don't think there's really a team that has, you know, glaring needs. Like, you could say the Chrome does, but, you know, they're going to fill that with Chris Gray, number one overall. You know, I mean, I don't want to pencil it in yet, but I'm pretty certain that that's where they're going to go. Um, so that's where I, I just don't feel like any players picked up are going to make that much of an impact that's going to really change your mind um, on any of the teams currently. Like, I feel like if you like a team right now, like betting a future on them right now won't really change. You won't really see any difference after the draft either. Like you're saying, I don't think there's going to be that much movement. Maybe there is. Um, but like I said, like if you haven't really decided on one now, you're probably better off waiting just till the start of the season anyway. Um, you know, unless like we saw that big, you know, plus 2200 with the Chrome, we jumped on that and then that moved drastically pretty quickly. And that was just probably because it was a bad line, you know, even though the Chrome having all these retirements, it's looking worse and worse every day. But, you know, you that, again, like this league, there's teams can turn around in a season. Look at the Atlas last year. They traded all their, their veterans away and, you know, they were one of the top teams in the league. And I think they're going to be a top team again this year. But, you know, I, I don't think I can really pin down a favorite. Um, and I don't think the draft is really going to change my mind on that either. He's Hutton Jackson. I'm Dan Alexander. This is Bet on Lacrosse. I want to remind you, if you have some favorite plays for the week, you maybe have some thoughts on what we've been talking about, maybe you have some questions for us, you can hit that request button. We'll get you in before we wrap the space here today. Let's get into our little recap before previewing some games in action this weekend. It was rivalry week last week. We were a ho-hum three and three in our best bets. So subpar week, we were kind of spraying the board. You know, I kind of forced a a play. Sometimes if something is too good to be true, it's because it is too good to be true. I see a total that was 16 and a half. I went full square mode and was like, well, I mean, they just have to score nine goals each and that's just going to fly over. So that's on me. I, I, I wasn't even on the space and I still stop by to drop you a loser. I'll own that one. Bad square play by me. But as far as the games, man, what a solid weekend. I think the the marquee, the top of that was the overtime thriller. It was Army, and I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, it was a four-and-a-half-point favorite spot for Army. They were sizable favorites against Navy. Navy's stout defense really mucked up that game. Saw the under barely cash the chin of the chinny chin chin gets that one home maryland blows the doors off of hopkins ohio state beats michigan but they fail to cover they're going to be facing off again so all kinds of storylines around it and hutton i'll pass it to you before we get into uh, some of these previews and also we'll be welcoming in some uh, some of you given some of your plays for this weekend um we had one of our wager woes last week and uh, I, I think uh, I think you're strong. Uh, you're the strong choice to speak on it since you brought it to my attention. Yeah, actually, shout out to Charlie for bringing it more to my attention. But uh, yeah, I I didn't bet on this game. This was a pass for me. But uh, if you're Ohio State minus two and a half better, or you're betting that over, uh, I condolences to you because Jack Myers ended up missing a an empty net goal. You know, it was a tough one. He had guys on him, but uh, could have put in an empty netter that would have pushed. Uh, the over 
over the total of 26 and a half and Ohio state would have covered that two and a half as well. He didn't. So you're left with a pretty bad beat there, as we like to call it wager. Well, um, so that was one that I know uh, kind of affected you, Charlie, right? I, I know it kind of helped and hurt you on both sides because you were on that under as well as on uh, Ohio State minus two and a half. Yeah, at that point, I knew one of the two was losing. Uh, I knew a lot of us had Ohio State minus two and a half. So if I had to pick one, I would have picked that one to win so we could all win. But um, yeah, either way, I was losing by the hook on one of them. So I, I was kind of mad, but I wasn't that mad. The the hook giveth and the hook taketh away. I mean, we 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 all. The thing is, we all remember the ones that we lost by the hook, and you don't remember when you win by the hook. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're just like, ah, oh, well, I guess I got one home. That was uh, that was a little bit sweatier than uh, the need be. But uh, like I said, you know, we're looking for a little bit of a bounce back week. I feel a lot stronger about some opinions I have coming up this week. There's just a lot of passes for me. I think you know I'm kind of setting myself up to maybe make some cash as these playoffs in the different conferences roll around. Um, you know, some teams obviously have some regular season left, but, you know, you, you, you look at uh, a team like Ohio State taking on Michigan, their playoffs are already in full swing. So, um, you know, definitely a, a landscape changing. And I think if you've been watching lines, if you've been tracking them and paying attention all year long, come playoffs, there's going to be some major money-making opportunities. So I'm kind of gearing up for that. So a bunch of passes do have a best bet, as we all do, in NCAA action. And we'll be hearing some of your best bets. If you'd like to hit that request button, we would love to hear from you as well. So let's get into it, guys. Boston's taking on Army. Um, we're looking at Boston University as a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Army in the bounce-back spot after the tough overtime loss. Total sitting at 24-and-a-half, a little bit of juice going to the over. If you're a money line kind of guy or gal, money line Boston is 140. That's you have to lay 14 to get 10 back. Army's getting the plus 110. Um, this, this is one of those aforementioned passes for me. I, I think – the, the the kind of, and I don't mean to say obvious as in, oh, you know, everybody's going to be hitting. I just think the more likely thing is seeing a bounce back from Army. Um, you know, an overtime loss after they were a pretty heavy favorite. They've had a pretty solid season. I just don't know if after I saw that loss, and it's not like I had any money on it, so it's not sour grapes. I, I don't know if I have enough confidence in them to lay that 135 to be getting the goal and a half. But, Charlie, I think you maybe have a stronger case to make for Army. And uh, what, do you, what, do you, what are you thinking as you're attacking this game? Yeah, I went back and forth in this game a lot because obviously being from the Northeast, uh, more of a Massachusetts-Boston kind of fan. I've been riding uh, Boston pretty hard this year, and I saw minus one and a half, minus 140 money line, and I'm like, oh, I'm jumping all over that. But the more research I did, the more I I really think Army plus one and a half is the play here. Uh, Army plays up and down to their opponents. It's like when they play a team that's like, oh, they should beat them pretty handily, like Navy or like uh, like Lehigh, they they end up losing. But when they play teams like, like, like Rutgers, they lost to Rutgers by only three early in the year. They beat Syracuse at Syracuse. Uh, they beat Cornell just two weeks ago. They play better when they're in an underdog role. And BU really hasn't played that well versus good teams this year. You saw all three of their losses come against uh, the Ivy League. And um, I think BU has been propped up a little bit by beating up on Patriot League teams. I think Army needs to win to cement a bye in the Patriot League tournament that starts next week, I believe. Uh, if they lose, I think the winner of Loyola versus Lehigh gets that. 
uh, second seeds. They get the they wouldn't get the buy at that point. Also, a win versus BU helps that at large resume possibly, but a loss almost guarantees them that they have to win the Patriot League tournament to get in. So I think we're gonna see a close game regardless. Um, I'll take one and a half because Army in two of their three losses this year have lost by one. But Army generally plays better against teams that they are viewed as better than them. So I'll, I'll take the one and a half. And I think Hutton, as you're looking at this game, Brian's just sheerly passing this game, similar to me. Um, you know, not not that strong of an opinion. Charlie makes a real good case for Army there. I think you're Hutton, as you looked at this game, um, you, you kind of maybe uh, trying to attack it from a total standpoint. How uh, how do you view it? Twenty four and a half again, and the over just uh, a slight juice about minus one twenty with my lines. I have in PA. This is all from DraftKings. Um, twenty four and a half. You know, you see any value either way on that one, Hutton? Yeah, I do. I, I think the Army-Navy game last weekend kind of played out how I thought it would, despite it being such a sweat with that under. Um, but I expected Navy, you know, who has a good defense to kind of come, like, you know, you said, muck it up a little bit. And that's kind of what we saw. Um, Navy was really able to slow down this Army offense. This Army offense last week, their pace was 13th in the nation. They've dropped down to 20th just because of that Army-Navy game. So, like, they really were able to slow it down. Um, despite, you know, some late runs late in the game that kind of made it a little more of a sweat than normal. But I'm actually on the over in this game. Kind of what Charlie was saying, I think it's going to be a close game. Um, Boston's ranked 12th in pace compared to the rest of the NCAA. So these are two fast-paced teams. I think they're going to try to get it up and up and down the field. Um, Defensive-wise, you know, Boston does have a pretty solid defense. Their defensive efficiency is 14th. This is all according to lacrosse reference. Um, but, yeah, I like the over in this at 24 and a half. I think uh, the total is a little bit lower than we probably would have been getting if Army had come out and had a big win against Navy. Um, so I think that played into our favor. But, uh, yeah, I like the over 24.5 in this. Um, so that's that's kind of my bet in this angle. Um, I kind of do lean Army as well, but just not enough confidence to bet it. Yeah, I think, um, you know, for what it's worth, too, it was a close game between Army and Navy, but Army was still able to reach double digits against that vaunted Navy defense. So, um, you know, maybe some value there on them being able to put it up. I I would argue that Boston doesn't have that same strength defensively. So Charlie looking towards Army, getting the one and a half. Hutton looking towards the over 24 and a half in Army, Boston. Just a pass for Brian and I here. We'll move on to the Ohio State-Michigan game. Also want to remind you, if you want to give some of your best bets for the weekend, after we give our NCAA best bets, we'll open it up, let you give us some of your thoughts before we swing it into the NLL. Ohio State versus Michigan. You're looking at Ohio State, a two-and-a-half-point favorite. These teams just played last week. It was a two-goal win for Ohio State. Your total a bit higher than the last game we were talking about, 26 and a half. Another juiced to the over. People who are betting lacrosse, lacrosse do not like betting unders is what I have continued to learn this year, despite the fact they continue to be money makers. And the money line in this one, if you are so inclined, you can lay a modest minus 285 if you want to back the Buckeyes in this one taking on Michigan. The wild thing is, is... Michigan, the the peaks, or I guess you should say the one peak to start this season, and then everything after that just being Valley. I mean, seven straight to start the year, rolling, and I think a little bit of that probably had to do with the competition that they were playing. You know, not to knock any other schools, not to bash anybody's programs, but Michigan was kind of taking advantage of a, a soft schedule to start the year. And since that point, they've gotten – 
I'll say it a little bit exposed and Ohio state last week, they get the win. Now they got to try and play the same team again. Um, you know, I, I think the more likely thing to happen would be Ohio state taking what they did to win that game and continuing to do it well and having Ohio state win in this game by margin. I just, you know, back to back playoff time. Now, um, you know, Michigan's definitely not going to throw the same thing out. They did last week after losing, so it's a pass for me. I, I think probably all of us are, are kind of not loving anything. Brian, um, you know, do, do you have the the, uh, the guts to lay 285 and just say, oh, Ohio State will probably get it home? Or uh, how would you maybe attack this one, Brian? Uh, no, I mostly just wrote in our show notes that I was going to take. that <laughs> I, The only thing I would take is the OSU money line in this one. Because that's the only thing I feel is is remotely reliable. But two weeks in a row, I we talk about that a little bit in the NLL uh, because that's been kind of frequent because of the weird schedule. We don't really know what that does in college, so like I, I feel like it's a necessary pass. Yeah, I I just I, I don't see anything just jumping off the page at me in this one. I don't know, Hutton, Charlie, if you guys have anything that you're really thinking as far as this game goes. I think it's just interesting to talk about because. It's not often that you're going to see teams playing back-to-back. These are often spots that only present themselves come playoff time. And away in betting the NFL, because sometimes this will happen too with conference teams, um, you know, who, have, who either finish the season together, uh, you know, they're in the same uh, same division, and then they come back and play each other again in the playoffs. It sets itself up for a zigzag kind of spot. I personally don't bet that way. But uh, I'm just wondering, Charlie, anything that jumps off the page to you in this one or uh, – I think we should just keep on moving to the Duke-UNC matchup that I think we all feel a little bit stronger about. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously the same exact lines as last week and both lost by the hook or won by the hook, whatever side you had. Um, I think the the lines are pretty good, and I I don't really know how playing a team back-to-back weeks the same exact spot is going to affect both teams, so I'm probably just going to stay away. Yeah, and and again, you know, if I if somebody forced me to make a pick in this game, I would probably lean with Ohio State. Um, I just think there's better opportunities on the board than you know forcing a, a bounce back spot that we don't really have much data to draw off of. How does a team do when they just beat a team? Not covering the spread, can they cover this spread now? Um, you know, they just kind of throw up the same one. So passes all around for us. If you have any thoughts, you know, hit that request button once we get our best bets. We'll have you join on in and give us your thoughts on any of these games we talked about, maybe any that you're eyeing yourself. But let's get into another solid, you know, conference matchup. Duke's taking on UNC. I don't think either of these teams really expected to be in the spots that they were come at this point in the season. I I think if you just look at the ACC, there's a lot of teams that could probably be saying the same across that across that conference. So. Duke laying the three and a half uh, total at 26 and a half Duke, a heavy favor on the money line odds makers think it's almost a formality that Duke will be getting out of here with a win. I tend to agree with them minus four fifty, forty five to bring back 10. If you want to back Duke UNC a plus three ten on the money line. I just think, and, and it's kind of what I was saying in the previous game, I, I think the more likely thing to happen in this game is Duke seizes momentum. You know, you, you, you have a decent, uh, solid showing in cage. You know, I always look at, for UNC games, if I knew how Krieg was going to play, which Krieg are we going to get? 
I can formulate my play. You know, if you're telling me I'm getting stand on your head, Krieg, give me that three and a half all day. If it's the one that, you know, the defense in front of him all year long, never really shored up, allowed, you know, free runs at the, uh, at the pipes. I, I, I don't see how UNC with really nothing to play for at this point in the season, other than, you know, Hey, let's win one for the Gipper. You know, we're playing Duke when your biggest motivation is, Hey, we have a rival. Duke has something to play for here. And, you know, maybe you could argue UNC does very fringe. I think the door is pretty much shut on that, to be honest with you. Duke has a game left against Notre Dame as well. So, you know, you're kind of looking at this as almost, I hesitate to say a must win for Duke. But if you're looking at your two games, you feel a lot better about your likelihood of winning this game than taking on a Notre Dame team that has really surged here at the end of the year. So, I, again, I lean Duke. I think there might be enough to get some money out of my pocket, just, you know, a little uh, a little pizza money bet or something. I just think Duke has shown an ability to be able to blow out teams, but it's blowing out teams that are poor teams. Could you argue that UNC at this point in the season is a below-average team? I think if Chris Gray wasn't on the roster, you definitely would be making that argument. Um Hutton, I'll start with you in this one because, um, you know, I kind of talked about the side more. We'll swing it back around, get Brian's and Charlie's thoughts on that three and a half. But um, you're kind of looking again at this from a total aspect. What are you kind of seeing? Again, the total 26 and a half value either way, or is it just another lean on your part? Yeah, I lean under here. I mean, last time we saw the total was 27 and a half, which I, I, I hit the under on that. I hate like, you know, using last game as, the reason to bet the under again in this especially when it's a point lower um so that's why i lean under in this i mean these offenses have shown they can put up a lot of points i just think again this is going to be kind of a grinded out game kind of like we saw the last matchup so that's why i would lean under 26 and a half not going to bet it um i just think you know maybe i'll throw a half unit on there but i just think um you look at these teams and inconsistencies across the board it, it just feels like they can never put together a complete game and last time unc faced adler just stood on his head so uh, that's why, again, I, if I if you're feeling like the under, I lean under. I kind of agree with you. I just think, you know, these teams have shown such inconsistencies throughout the season. It's tough for me to really, you know, place a firm bet on this game. And, Brian, I'll throw it your way here, and we'll have Charlie wrap it because I think we're, um, you know, we're kind of looking at this from a little bit different of an angle. You two, like me, are just thinking maybe the more likelihood is Duke kind of running away with this one. Um, how are you attacking this game? And again, in case people are just joining us, Duke, a three and a half point favorite against UNC. We got our best bets coming up. We're also going to be hearing from some listeners here. You can hit that request button and uh, we'll get your thoughts on some of your favorite NCAA plays, teams that we talked about, um, teams that we will talk about, or, uh, you know, just something else that you're looking. But as far as this Duke UNC games goes, Brian, um, you know, how are you attacking it? Similar to me, you know, maybe there's some value there, but you're just not quite there yet. What are you thinking? I, I still hate betting on the ACC. I've been saying that for weeks. Uh, I've mostly stayed away from it all season after we started seeing how, you know, UNC and Syracuse were doing and stuff like that. Um, I'd lean Duke minus three and a half because I think UNC is the more inconsistent of the two teams. And um, given how Adler has played at certain points throughout the season, I think it's very possible that Duke could just really hold off UNC and then run up the score. Um, but I wouldn't do anything more than like a half unit on it because I hate playing minus three and a halfs, especially against two teams that you should – historically 
you know, should be even. So lean minus three and a half, but I'm not, it wouldn't be a firm play for me. Like I, I, I just want to watch the game and see how Duke does. Cause it, like you were saying, has a lot of implications for their playoffs, for their playoff runs. Well, everybody's giving Duke all this love. That's why I save you for last, Charlie. You get the final say, and I think you can make a case here for the Tar Heels. What are you thinking as uh, Duke and UNC face off here towards the end of the season? Yeah, it just it just feels kind of gross to bet either of these teams to cover, <laughs> uh, given the nature of how up and down both of them have been. But uh, as soon as I thought, saw three and a half, I'm like, that might be a little bit too high of a spread because – UNC Duke is obviously one of the biggest rivalries in college sports and in college lacrosse specifically. And there's not as big a skill gap as people think there is. Like obviously Duke has the big names like Brennan O'Neill and like Kai Montgomery, Sean Lowley, McAdory, Adler, et cetera, et cetera. UNC has Chris Gray. They lost a lot of pieces, but I don't know. I just think that UNC Duke Biggest rivalry in the college across. I think it's going to be a close game regardless. Also, to, not to mention that um, this is UNC's Super Bowl. UNC wants to beat Duke regardless of uh, the time of year it is. And UNC has nothing really to look forward to. So I think we're going to see a pretty pretty good effort from UNC, um, considering this is their last game. And um, you saw it last week with uh, Army-Navy. Army was four-and-a-half-point favorites. Everyone was kind of saying, oh, Army should cover easily. Navy is no no good players. But those two teams did not like each other, and you, you saw it on the field. So I think three-and-a-half is somewhat of a safe bet, uh, even with the up-and-down nature that UNC has had the past couple weeks. Um, yeah, I'm taking the underdog here. So a little head-to-head, head, or myself, you know, leaning Duke, Brian leaning Duke as well. Uh, I'll lean on the under 26.5 in the Duke-UNC game, and Charlie is standing, taking us all on, plus 3.5. And, and honestly, you know, you never know how these kind of conference games are going to play out. So taking a roll of the dice at an underdog, um, albeit an underdog that's kind of really – lost a lot a lot of its luster um you know it's it's never you know a terrible look right there that's why i'm just leaning the other way so uh, let's get into some of our favorite ncaa plays for this weekend i'm gonna throw it right back your way charlie because you're laying the lumber for your best bet what do you have for the folks on our bet on the cross best bets for ncaa action yeah i'm taking georgetown minus four and a half at villanova um, I really just think Georgetown is head and shoulders the best team in the Big East, and that, I don't think that's really even a question. Villanova is somewhere in the middle of the pack. I wouldn't put them second. I think that's Denver's spot to lose. They're probably more in like the PC Marquette uh, kind of tier. That makes sense. Um, Georgetown is beating their Big East opponents this year by an average of eleven point two five goals. Um, they beat Denver by eight goals, who's I think clearly the second best team in the Big East. Uh, they, Denver beat Nova at Nova by two. Um, I just think that there's a big skill mismatch. I think Georgetown's probably, after Maryland, the second most well-rounded team in the nation. I just think they have no weaknesses. They're going to stifle Nova with that strong defense, strong goaltending, and that offense is coming into form. So I think four and a half is pretty pretty small a spread for what I think should be an absolute blowout on Georgetown's side. Looking towards Georgetown lay in the four and a half, only minus one fifteen. You have to lay on that one. Uh, I'm going to throw it your way here, Brian, because uh, 
I think you got you got a two pack, one of which um we might be a little at odds on what my best bet we have coming up. So Bry, uh, you you the mic is yours, my man. Yeah, uh, when I looked at the board this week, uh, the Navy versus Bucknell lines like really jumped out at me, and I really like Navy. And looking back at their schedule, it could be a recency bias because of the Army game. And Charlie brought up a great point earlier about Army kind of playing up and down to whoever they're playing against. And, of course, there's the rival rivalry. Uh, but given that apparently Xavier Arline was out for a while, which I actually didn't know. I haven't been following Navy that closely. And then he came into the Army game and performed the way that he did. I kind of really like uh, them against Bucknell if Xavier Arline can put up another four-point or more day. Uh, but it's it's so lean. So I, I want to hear your case for Bucknell when you go. Uh, to see if I'm really convinced on that play. That's not my best bet, though. My my best bet, and kind of my theme for the whole year, has been trying to find underdogs that have, like, spreads that are huge from, like, mid-tier D1 teams who are, I think, undervalued a little bit compared to whoever they're playing against. And, uh, like, my Fairfield play, like, a week or two ago is a good example of that. This week I'm going along a similar vein, and I'm t- and I'm I want to talk about uh, Marquette, versus Denver Marquette is getting five and a half points against Denver. So they're asking Denver to win by six. And when you look at Denver's year, like who has Denver blown out? The only teams they've really even had that covered that margin uh, against is St. John's Providence and Canisius. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that last school, right? I've never said it out loud. Um, but besides them, I mean, they've had the Denver and Marquette have had very similar schedules and they played teams very similarly. Uh, they both were within one or two of the Utes. They played Nova very similarly um, within two goals or so. Uh, both teams blew out St. John's. Uh, both got blown out by Georgetown. So th- they feel like really similar teams. And and Denver, particularly, uh, with the exception of those three games, kind of tend to play up and down depending on who they're playing, similar to how we were talking about Army. So I just feel like it's too big of a task to ask them to win by six uh, against a Marquette team who doesn't seem like they're really struggling all that much. And it's and it's like minus 110, so you're not really having to pay a large price for this huge of a spread. It, fe- it feels like they're asking too much. So that's my best bet is Marquette plus 5.5, minus 110 or minus 115. I forget which one it is. I didn't write it down. So that's the look there. Marquette getting the five and a half as they are taking on Denver. Brian's best bet. I'll give my thoughts on this Bucknell Army game. We're also going to be joined uh, just a few moments by one of our listeners. You can hit that request button. Let us know what some of your favorite plays are. Before we hear from our esteemed listener, Brad, jumping in here. Going to throw it Hutton's way. Hutton, your best bet for this week. I think you're going back to that Army-Boston game. What do you got for the folks? Yeah, Army Boston. Um, I'm taking the over in that game. Kind of laid it out earlier why, why I like that play. Two high high pace offenses. Army was a little stifled last week. I think that plays into our favor. I think that's why the total is a little bit lower than when I would put it at. So um, it's going to be a rivalry game. It's going to be a tough matchup for both these teams, but I think they're going to put up some points. And I like the over twenty four and a half. Going towards the over in the game and if you want some more uh, in-depth analysis you can just rewind the episode after we're done going live all of these archived and recorded you can get your thoughts so i'm gonna make you wait a little bit more brian until i get my thoughts on this bucknell game and uh make you sweat a bit more before that right now i want to welcome in a listener hit that request button and uh we're, we always love when you join us and give us some of your thoughts on the slate you know agree with us disagree with us that's what it's all about brad joining the bet 
on the cross Twitter space for the first time since I've been on here. Brad, how we doing, man? What's up? I'm doing well, guys. I uh, appreciate uh, you letting me join in here and been listening for a while, uh, but never get a chance to listen live. So I figured I'd try and hop in while I got a chance. I love that, man. We're, we're happy to have you on. Number one, thanks for listening. And uh, number two, love it when people, you know, hit that request button. I know sometimes you're like, you know, what can I really add? No, we, we go hive mind. You know what I mean? The more that we can all bounce some ideas, the more we're going to get the best play. So, um, you know, you have any uh, questions or anything that you're kind of eyeing for this weekend? Well, I, uh, I agree with you guys that betting the ACC this year has been a nightmare. Uh, so I'm looking at those Patriot League games that you guys are talking about. And Bucknell's been like an incredibly high-scoring team this year. And I think you guys hit on a good point that uh, Xavier Arline was out for a long time for Navy. He's back now. Their offense looks a little bit more potent. So I'm looking at the over 22.5 in that game. So... Uh, I, I love those even number overs because then you get those uh, like <laughs> yesterday. If it goes to overtime, you're uh, you're golden. No, and I'm I'm glad you bring that up because I was kind of on the fence because I really I want to attack this Bucknell game because I think it's one of the best values on the board. And I started kind of making the case for the over as I was starting to build my handicap. It kept looking more and more like an over game. So, um, you know, you, you may just give me that little push. I, I mean, I just look at the amount that Bucknell scored. You know, they've reached double digits quite a few times. Um, and, and that Navy defense, yes, they are stout. They are strong. But, you know, whenever it's a team that's a little more familiar, you know when they drop into a different zone. You know the guy who's going to be on ball who you can maybe get an advantage at. You know, you, you try and get an ISO up top, get a Dodger. Um, so, you know, I, I think that a lot of the time in conference games, a lot of people think, oh, they're more similar. That's going to play towards an under. Low total there, which I, I learned with my 16 and a half. Sometimes low totals can be too good to be true, but you might have given me just enough to, to sprinkle on that 22 and a half. So any other thoughts you have, Brad, before, uh, before I throw in my best bet? Uh, again, you know, thanks for joining in. Yeah, the only other one, uh, again, in the Patriot League, I've been really disappointed by Loyola this year. And I know last year they turned it around at the last second. I just don't get that same feeling this season. So I'm debating between Lehigh money line and Lehigh spread. I'm going to take one of those. I know Lehigh hasn't looked great either, but this is going to be one of those grinder games. And I think with Sisselberger giving them possessions, uh, slight edge to, to Lehigh. So some Patriot League action. Look, check out the big brain on Brad. Let's go uh, again, man. Thank you for listening. Uh, you know, thanks for being a fan of the pod. And uh, we love doing this live Twitter space because then we get to chat with guys like yourself. So really appreciate you joining in and looking to hear some of your thoughts in the near future as well. I made you wait long enough. I'll give you my best bet before we swing it around, get into some NLL action. Um, you know, Brian making the case if Xavier Arline is playing um, that Navy might just keep on rolling. I'm just, I'm doing my usual antacid special. I texted the guys earlier today. I said, I feel like whenever I give my best bets, I always preface it with, you're probably going to be sick placing this. I don't know why I do it to myself. It's just, uh, it's just the way I bet. It's the life of a contrarian better, I suppose. My best bet, I'm laying the minus 140 for Bucknell to get the win uh, as they're taking on Navy. I'm also going to sprinkle, since it's some plus money, you know I love my plus money. Plays Hutton, Bucknell, 
covering the one and a half at, at plus 110. I, I just think final year of the game before the Patriot League playoffs start to roll in. I think this is just a really good spot for Bucknell. You look at Navy. Yes, they had a big win last week. But that's a huge emotional win against your biggest rival possible in any sport. It's an Army-Navy game. You get the overtime win, and now you're going to travel to take on Bucknell. You know, you you just played on Saturday. Now you're playing again. Um, You know, you had a little bit. I think this doesn't matter as much in lacrosse, but an extra day of rest for Bucknell. Um, They were just in a track meet, you know, backing up what Brad was saying about that over in 1916, gave up 16 goals to Lafayette uh, in their, in their most previous game did Bucknell. But the thing is, is when we all were talking about Navy, what were we bringing up? We were bringing up their scrappy defense, you know, their ability to slow down games. I think, you know, that, that narrative has overshadowed, how damn scrappy Bucknell's defense is. They are the second team in the nation in forced turnovers. Um, They're just shy of 11 per game. So, you know, getting on the ride against a Navy team who has turned the ball over more than 17 times per game. So you have a strength on strength right there for Bucknell. And then you add in the motivation factors, a rivalry game, Bucknell, who's lost five straight to Navy, and now they're getting them final game of the season, maybe get some momentum going into the Patriot League playoffs. So, um, you know, I just think Bucknell's really going to be up for this one. And I think there's reason to be concerned if Navy will be as up for this one after a big emotional overtime win. That's why I just think it's setting up for a really nice spot for Bucknell. So I'm going to lay the 140 with Bucknell. I'm going to lay the one and a half on a sprinkle. So if you were breaking that up unit wise, I would probably say Bucknell's about, you know, like a one and a half, a two unit play for me. And then I would probably sprinkle that other half that's sitting out there on the uh, minus one and a half. Cause I think Bucknell has enough, um, you know, even with what Navy does defensively, maybe force some of those turnovers. So that's the way I was attacking it, Brian. And I'll give you the last uh, word on that before we swing it around to uh, to NLL. Thoughts on just kind of how I was looking at the game opposed to, um, you know, how you, because it's not like we're diametrically opposed on this one. I think we both kind of see this maybe setting up as an over spot, even though you're my under guy. But, um, you know, just kind of thoughts of how I'm attacking this Bucknell game um, as you kind of saw it a different way. I always love hearing the different of opinions. I really like your point about uh, talking about the quick turnaround time uh, because that definitely will negatively affect a team in general, especially if they're they're a good matchup for each other. Um, and I think it also really backs up Brad's point about the over because when you have to play multiple games in a row, if it's another dogfight and that other team is pressing you really hard after getting beat up, you know, proverbially uh, by Army, like you're you're expected to let up more goals. So. I, I see all of your guys' points. I'm I'm gonna end up staying away from the game, I think, after after hearing uh all of the witnesses. I think I'm just gonna stay away from the game and probably enjoy it. <laughs> Abstaining after all the witnesses have taken the stand. Just to recap our best bets for this week. I'm going Bucknell on the money line as they're taking on Navy. Brian's going with Marquette getting the five and a half against Denver. Charlie is laying the lumber with Georgetown minus four and a half. And Hutton's going over in that Army Boston game. Let's get into the NLL again. If you want to give some of your favorite plays, either box across or field across, hit that request button. We would love to hear from you here on Bet on Lacrosse. Pro Lacrosse bets. 
0-2 last weekend. We're all about transparency. We'll tell you when we win. We'll lick our wounds when we lose. The two-week undefeated streak came to a screeching halt, but we had a lot of units in our pocket after the, uh, the, the after rolling undefeated in 0-2 week. Um, you know, they're going to happen. Regression will come, and it will always come. That's why you have to always be practicing that good bankroll management and not saying, oh, my God, I got – I got so many fun coupons to play with because I was just on this undefeated streak. Let me start turning my bets into $50 bets and $100 bets. You know, that's why I always try and keep that unit size. Never go above that 5% of your bank roll. Um, so, guys, let's get into it. Uh, you know, NLL for this weekend, I think a solid slate. And I think reflected in the, the sheer amount of action that we have here for Pro Lacrosse Talk host Hutton Jackson and pro lacrosse talk contributor Brian Andrews so Hutton haven't heard from you in a little bit so I'm throwing it your way a hellacious slate of plays that you and Bri have for the guys and uh, as you speak I'll be getting them in and tailing you on nearly damn near every one of these so the floor is yours guys NLL plays for this weekend what are we eyeing Brian you want to go first I feel like I could talk a lot so I don't want to steal any of your thunder (laughs) I mean, I mean, that's fine. I mean, just to talk about the, the Owen two, the, our total play this past week, we were talking earlier about living by the hook, dying by the hook. Mm-hmm. You know, we won two total plays two weeks ago by the hook and over and an over and an under by a half a point. And last week, our total play, the swarm versus the, I don't remember who it was, but it was an over 21 and a half and, and we lost by the hook. So it it just happens sometimes, but uh, this week we have a lot more to choose from seven games as opposed to four. Uh, and there are some plays that are really jumping out at me at Hutton. One thing that we agree on is uh, Panther city plus one and a half against the rush. The rush are favorites again, which continues to baffle me after how this season has gone for them. Um, but Panther city has been great in the 1.5 dog role. They are eight and four in that position. And this line for them at plus one and a half is plus money. Uh, the series between the two teams is one and one. So they're playing the rubber match to see who gets the series for the season. And the rush on the season are two and nine. It's 1.5 favorites. So they have done a really bad job at sealing the deal. Um, so at plus money, I, I, I can't make an argument for not pulling the trigger on that play. Uh, the rest of the slate, you could talk me into, but I'm a little risk averse this week. But an extra man opportunity, potentially. Uh, the Steelers versus Warriors total set at 22 and a half. Surprise, surprise. So is every total for the past nine weeks. But for whatever reason, the under is put at plus 100, where we've been seeing, you know, minus 110 to minus 120 on both overs and unders. Um, and I don't I, – I think that this is mispriced uh, because – neither the seals or the warriors are above 50% hitting the over at any line, but it's also specifically at the 22 and a half line. And I think it's a lot of recency bias because their last matchup ended up being uh, high scoring. And also most recently, Shiliano has had a, re- had a really bad outing and crumbled and let a, let in uh, 13 in the second half. Uh, so they, I think they're pricing it that way as bait because of how a lot of recent games have gone. Uh, but I can see this one end up being a slugfest, and it could be a nice little plus-money play on a total that we probably won't see again for the rest of the season. Yeah, no, I, I like that play a lot. And uh, I'm all over that Panther City plus one-and-a-half, you know, for the reasons you laid out. Um, I don't know why the rush continue to be 
you know, get placed as favorites. Um, I don't know if, you know, they get a lot of action on the rush and or if they're just looking historically because they've been so dominant in previous seasons. But I, I really like Panther City plus one and a half and definitely going to sprinkle on the money line there as well. Um, and then you talked about the Seals a little bit. I like the Seals at plus one and a half. I know the Vancouver Warriors have probably given them the most trouble and they haven't won a game since March 19th, but I just feel like this team is due going into the final, you know, weekend of the regular season. I mean, this team looked like they were going to be the clear cut number one. Um, now they could potentially be the number three seed in the West. So I really think the Seals, um, I like them in this game. I think, you know, Vancouver doesn't really have much to play for, but it is their last game. So maybe, you know, they come out strong. I just think Seals getting, a, you know, plus one and a half is, is I think the line is flipped here. Um, and kind of some credibility to that is if you want to do some arbitrage betting, you can, and if you have access to Caesars and DraftKings, uh, the Seals are plus 150 on DraftKings on the money line. On Caesars, the Warriors are plus 140 on the money line. So you could uh, guarantee yourself a nice little payout if you decide to play both sides there. But in terms of strict playing, if you only have access to one of those, I like the Seals plus one and a half in this matchup, and I'm definitely going to sprinkle on the money line on that one as well. And then back to the Panther City rush game, um, I kind of like the over here in 22 and a half. Um, these teams have put up points against each other. Um, both games, they, they've passed, surpassed that 22 and a half. Um, the rush offense has looked great the past couple weeks since they made a coaching change. Um, I still think Panther City, though, is, you know, the play here. But um, if you're maybe, uh, you know, not sure who you want to play on the side, I'd take the over here. I just think Panther City's offense has shown they can put up points, and so has the rush. So um, right now that's kind of where I'm looking as well in that game, over 22 and a half. Boom. How about that? You guys said you could talk forever. That was succinct, tight handicapping from my guys with pro lacrosse talk. That's Hutton Jackson speaking before him was Brian Andrews. If you want to give any of your thoughts on the NLL slate for this weekend, or we were talking NCAA earlier, drop a request to join on into the space. We're about to be wrapping things up. Also, you have any questions for us, any thoughts, uh, you know, PLL future market. We plan on after that draft, uh, you know, in, in on the 10th coming up, um, we're going to be doing a space, um, or just doing a straight up episode talking about, you know, any movers, who teams got, who we're excited about, and we'd love to hear from you. So just to recap, if you, again, if you want to jump in, jump in now, uh, but to recap our NLL plays over 22 and a half in the Panther City rush game, a potential EMO when we're talking totals for Brian Andrews too, Seals Warriors under 22 and a half seals are getting the one and a half points for Hutton Jackson Panther city plus one and a half as well. Uh, and we got uh, PCLC. So both of the guys, a little double best bet for, uh, for that one on the uh, Panther city lacrosse club, getting the one and a half there. Uh, our NCAA action. I'm going with Bucknell. We got Charlie going with Georgetown minus four and a half. We have uh, the Navy game, uh, you know, a little bit of a, a stay off for Brian. So not quite a best bet. We got Marquette plus five and a half on that one. Hutton going over in the Army and Boston game. So we're going to grab a uh, quick guest here before we run for the show. We got our guy Tyler checking in and it's rivalry week for the show. 
a misericordia guy. We got a the sales guy. I wish I was able to play sound effects through here because hit the ding, ding, ding. It's boxing bell time as uh, DeSales and Misericordia facing off this week. Tyler, welcome on back to the show, man. How you doing, brother? Well, I'm doing fantastic. I don't have much as far as this weekend is concerned. I haven't had a chance to look at the lines. I'm in my car. We just finished our practice. Looking forward to seeing you on Saturday, Dan. But Hudden, how are you feeling about tonight? Oh, I feel great. It's a great day to be a Bulldog. It's always a great day to be a Bulldog, especially today when they're going to beat some uh, – some cougar butt today, so you guys better be ready. Go Bulldogs. So you listen, you're traveling up to dirty Dallas, Pennsylvania on a Wednesday night. The Cougars are going to defend the Dwarf. The Dwarf wants blood, and DeSales is bringing it. That's all i got to say. No, no way. Go Bulldogs. Hey, fellas. Good to talk to <laughs> you guys. Right. I just want to say hi. Appreciate you, Tyler. Be well, man. And uh, I don't know. I, I, I went through both the team's schedules. I was trying to make a line – I think, you know, the odds makers are just going to put up the old FU line. It's going to be a one and a half. You guys, you guys can, uh, can hammer either way. The pick them is minus 110 both ways. So was. So that's how we're doing. And it sounds like both of you guys are laying on the, uh, on the money line in the, uh, in the old rivalry game there. Got it. I have to. <laughs> I respect that. I respect that for I'll sure. So. Yes. <laughs> so, so, so there you go. Appreciate Tyler jumping in. And yes, man, we will see you Saturday as our teams will be facing off a little JV play day over at Governor Mifflin High School. Should be a fun event. Um, so we're going to run here, guys. Again, huge thanks earlier in the space as well. Brad was jumping in when we were talking some NCAA. Uh, huge thanks to him jumping in. Huge thanks to Tyler. Huge thanks to uh, Danny also dropping a request. He's actually going to join us on a future episode. I reached out to him. So uh, it's going to be a, uh, a fun time coming up here on the Bet on Lacrosse podcast. So huge thanks to everybody tuning in. Thanks for being a part of the show. Again, this show is archived. You can listen back to it. You can share it with your your friends tell people about it if you're liking what we're doing with bet on lacrosse it is a labor of love we do this because we love informing you getting you actionable info so if you enjoy what we're doing with bet on lacrosse with pro lacrosse talk please share it tell people about it that's the way that we grow it that's our thoughts on the nll and ncaa slate make sure you drop us a follow if you're not already at bet on lacrosse at pro lacrosse bets and let us know who you're betting this week Thanks again to my guys, Charlie White, to Brian Andrews, to Hutton Jackson. I'm Dan Alexander, and we'll talk to you next week, hopefully with some more money in our pocket. 